Hello and welcome to Spoil Your Reign. This is an episode on the recent uh, proposed merger of Disney and most of the Fox holdings held by Murdoch. And this is uh, me, Jack Kavanagh. And me, Jack Kerwin. Right, so this this merger like has obviously gotten a lot of attention for a lot of reasons. Um, I mean, obviously the, the first big one is that, like, I think, what is it? Disney now owns two major TV channels, ABC and Fox, whatever is going to be done with that. Mm-hmm. Um, they, of course, have their gaming division. They have, of course, their music divisions. Um, they have their own little Disney channel, uh, which is also kind of their music startup little thing. They have, of course, Pixar, Disney, the rides, the theme parks, the, Muppets. Uh, the LucasArts. Um, they got some stuff. They, yeah, I mean, I think they control most cultural touchstones for people under 50. Oh, my, I mean, if you think about this, they have now Marvel, Star Wars, The Simpsons, Futurama, um, any sitcom or comedy that was on Fox, The X-Files, Always Sunny in Philadelphia, Fargo. I mean, there's some interesting Disney properties now, you know? There's quite the list there. Um as someone pointed out, actually, which I thought was kind of funny, uh, they also own Alien now. Do they? Yeah. Wow. So now the best evil queen in the Disney franchise. <laughs> wow. But um, there's been a couple of things, though, that, like, obviously, when this was first announced, a lot of people were focusing on the thing of, oh, my God, we'll be able to have X-Men in the Marvel movies now, which is, you know, slightly sighted. And there's other ones that they can now properly re-release um, the original Star Wars um, because the original was owned by Fox. Um, the very first print, I believe. Right. Of okay. A New Hope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like, there are some, you know, minor upsides if you're a nerd, but one of the things that, like, would should concern most people, right, is just on the movie side. Disney is already locked down blockbusters for at least the next three years. I mean, I think 2018, 2019, it does look like... So, uh, who's competing for the, the May opening weekend? Oh, that's going to be Disney versus Disney. And what about Ju- Disney versus Di- uh, Christmas? Disney versus Disney. Um, and, I mean, as I was saying earlier um, to yourself, like, they, they also... People keep kind of thinking of Disney as it was in the 90s and not realizing that, like, now Disney has the family movies. They now have the explosion actiony movies they now have the go to it with your girlfriend movies you know the lion king beauty and the beat and i'd not even go to it with your girlfriend just because hell people like musicals and that's the best we got in terms of musicals these days um they got the kids stuff like locked like dreamworks is in not great straits and sony has been occasionally managing a success amongst a lot of failures um so what the hell is this going to actually mean for the film industry as a whole. I think the first thing to say is that this is a deal that's been announced and it hasn't happened yet. Yes. And the reason I'm saying that is because I there's a high chance this mightn't happen. Yeah. I think it's 50-50 because of the size of it. I mean, we are talking about one of the largest mergers in the world from a in terms of cultural mergers. And I think it is reminiscent of pre-1940s monopolies that existed in the film business at that time, which is if you ran a film studio and if you controlled 1,500 theaters, you had a direct distribution market and you could control that 
solely. Oh, which actually that reminds me before I forget the most important thing that a lot of people haven't quite noticed. Um, they also now own 60% of Hulu. Now, that, that's important because Disney has been looking at getting into um, streaming. competing with Netflix for a while now. But building a streaming surface is difficult and expensive, and it, it actually requires a lot of specialists. Uh, easy to forget that, yes, this just arrives in your screen at home, but there's a whole lot of technology and people working behind the scenes to get that working. Here's the thing. People might look at Hulu now and go, this is not a great service. But if this has all the Disney movies, all the Marvel movies, all the Star Wars movies, all the Simpsons, all of Futurama, all of It's Sunny in Philadelphia, all of the list and list goes on, suddenly Hulu is going to look a lot more attractive to your average Joe. And also because they control so much of it, if this happens, they can actually make it cheaper. Oh, yeah. I mean, they, they can actually reduce the upfront cost for the consumer because they control it all. Well, actually, a good example to think of this would be actually the Xbox. Mm -hmm. Microsoft was able to make losses on the thing for years because the rest of the company was so large. Yep. Similarly, they, they do this in a lot of their stuff because of the office software makes them so much money. They can make losses on other products just to try keep the office software making it out there. Um, I presume similar happens to Apple to some degree. Yeah. Yeah, some yeah. things. Yeah, they they can they can make a loss on a lot of their computers because they make so much money from iPods, iPhones, iPads, software, software, all that kind of stuff. Um, I I think overall that this deal is pretty bad and fairly dystopic long term. I actually don't think yeah. that that's an overstatement because I think if you think about it, if if you are a, if you have a company that controls so much previous content, yes, but also all the levers to create new content, and then they have a distribution network that goes and probably destroys Netflix or at least cripples them. Well, it's definitely going to disrupt the hell out of Netflix's plan. Then you're dealing with a behemoth where basically all roads lead to Disney. Yeah. If you think about it, it is be trying to become a transnational public service broadcaster in a way. Well, because if if they control that much, they are the network. Well, here, here's here's a couple of the things that occur to me is that so some of the most successful shows on Netflix of the past few years have been the Marvel TV shows, the Daredevils, the Punishers, and so on. Um, but Disney has been very, and the Marvel Studios have been very clever to to keep the TV and the movies separate as possible. So if they want it, they can just quietly wrap those shows off and start their own stuff in their new streaming service. Because you have to remember, they're, they're not just going to be getting the, like, the basic um, copyright assets. I presume, and I could be wrong, please correct me if I'm wrong... They, I presume they're also going to be getting an, a whole lot of the talent, a whole lot of the, the studio space, the connections. Um, I mean, the thought that occurred to me is that if Disney was to somehow uh, acquire like the, the Warner Brothers animation assets, they, they pretty much own Western animation. You know, aside from a couple of studios in Europe. They own two-thirds that, of it. Yeah. yeah. Or more, so 90% of it. Um, yeah, I mean, this is all bad. And I, I, but I do think the reason it's so bad is because instead of focusing on new content, it seems to me, and I think it's pretty well borne out by box office receipts. Well, also Disney's history. <laughs> we, are, we are obsessed with previous content, right? So look at what's being made. 
we're remaking the feckin' Superman movies again and again and again. The guy in the underwear is coming to save the universe. Well, I think they've given up on that I, I, I See, I don't like superhero movies, so I never cared about yeah. them. But, like, they all seem to be relatively the same, right? There's, there's a villain, something's going to happen, and then the people in the underwear turn up and fix it. Yeah. You know. Less underwear nowadays, but mostly correct. But you get me, yeah. like, yeah. And then, okay, we, we have a whole new Star Wars series. Somehow we can't get beyond the space opera and i'm saying that as a big star wars guy but it's like we we can't have any new uh, space exploration movies see this is this is where nothing I think, is new but this is where it gets interesting to me is that I, i'm not a huge I, like here's my thing i think star wars fan likes li star wars fans like star wars too much they're entertaining movies to me for the most part but i was talking to a number of people i know who are insanely huge star wars fans right and all of them even before this merger, we're slightly nervy at the sheer amount of Star Wars movies that are coming out. So you've not only got the three in this trilogy, you've got at least three standalone ones of Han Solo, Obi-Wan, Boba Fett, and Rian Johnson has gotten the reins of the next Star Wars trilogy. Bear in mind, we haven't finished the first new one, right? That's a lot of Star Wars. And, now, and they also have the live-action TV show coming out, right? So here's the thing, which, by the way, if you're looking at starting a new streaming service as Disney, what do you want is your fucking launch yep. show. Yep. You yeah, know? exactly. But here's the thing. That's a lot of just content. And I noticed that with the Marvel movies, this this actually did become a problem with some friends of mine who are going, man, I'd love to see this this Marvel movie. It looks great. But they, they literally would look at it and go, oh, I just can't. There's so much stuff you know, I, I kind of call it the... Have you ever met someone who wanted to get into Star Trek and asked you where to start and your brain kind of goes... I don't know. I, I don't know. Yeah, there's, there's so, so much, much of it, you know. Yeah. Um, and it's very similar but different. But where I see the problem just coming in is that it's going to remove the notion of Star Wars being special. Because it, 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 it's no longer going to have that this was the great iconic 1970s... Culty. Culty, you know, classic. Yeah. That everyone loved and no, everyone knew. No, it's going to become Disneyfied. Well, it, it already is, and but that's not terrible because let's be fair. Star Wars was generally built off of past movies anyway. In fact, I'd argue that's why the current ones don't have the same success as the originals because they're not, not tying into that forties. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's to me, it's more the problem of like if you look the like the blockbuster Marvel Studios perfected in its final form, as far as I can tell. The blockbuster that requires you to not go see the next two blockbusters, but you got to see the ten before and the ten after as well. I mean, that is, can you imagine, yeah. like, genius in the eighties, thinking of like, we're gonna have a blockbuster, and if it succeeds, you're gonna have to watch twenty movies coming after. What a like, that's crazy, amazing yeah. move. And now they have Star Wars and Marvel doing this, and you do hit the thing of like, what? There's no competing franchise on that scale. In movies. People have tried, and I know the somewhat correct argument would be they should do better at making movies if they want to compete. The problem is is that they, they with Disney having such power, it's difficult to see how they would. Especially if they manage to create a TV streaming platform of their own. But there is a, a But there's going to be no new content from Disney. If this no, happens, Disney does not create new companies. This is this is the point. They buy companies that do really interesting, innovative things, right? Yeah. And they either subsume them, 
or allow them to operate as semi-independent entities, which is what Pixar was for a long time. But now that John Lasseter has gone down for sexual misconduct, right? Which obviously has been going on for a while, and yeah, yeah, he's gone now. He won't be coming back, right? No. So Lasseter, when the Pixar merger happened, it looked on paper like Pixar was subsumed by Disney. But what actually happened was key people from Pixar took over leadership positions of Disney. And they kept Pixar as their... As a sort of solo entity within it. Their experimental studio, I think, would be the best way to think about exactly, it. Exactly. place yeah. to test out directors and animators. Yeah. So, so Lasseter's gone. He'll be replaced by somebody, but he's gone. He was an original thinker, and yeah. Brad Bird and other people in that company were also original thinkers who had interesting content. This is why Pixar was a good company at one yeah. point, right? So now we have a regurgitations on Star Wars, regurgitations on Star Trek. Everything that I'm looking at, and I don't watch a lot of movies anymore because I'm kind of depressed, <laughs> but it all seems to be like this sort of let's re-go back and look at the other stuff, and nobody's saying, let's write a new idea. Well, here's the interesting thing on that, actually, is that I think when people... Like people often rebut to that there's no original movies by bringing out like all these like small original movies. Here's the thing that I think people miss about there's no original movies. There are original movies, but they're failing to get the same cultural impact. We have not had anything like just take Robocop, the Terminator, Alien, just from like the 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 well eighties really. Yeah. Um, we have the good old guns had, and ammo's movies. Yeah, but we have we haven't had a single thing manage to to get like that's new and get that same, I suppose, cultural footing. Um, but on the defense of this merger, right, to take an unusual little tack on this. So we've got five big studios instead of six. You know, I mean, I I, I think that's like kind of where my brain comes at to a certain degree is that you know okay say it was a film no no we don't have five big studios instead of six we have one big studio and four (laughs) and four minor ones yeah that's the difference yeah yeah that's the difference i would agree with that um because as i said at the start it is disney versus disney now i mean in fact yeah i'm astounded that disney can actually manage to fit all the movies they want to make into a year schedule and all of them not all of them most of them look to be blockbusters in their category, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, I think that even if the merger happens, that Disney is going to end up with a crisis within about a decade and a half. Because if you are everything, hmm. then you no longer are competing with other companies. You're competing with other divisions. And once it becomes an internal fratricidal type of thing yeah where it's one department trying to get over another department that's where companies fall into chaos that's actually what destroys companies yes. it's internal divisions this is what destroyed microsoft people fighting well, each other well actually to just take star wars and marvel as an example right now star wars they're being pretty clever they're keeping it to about a movie a year right but there is the thing of uh the marvel studios has seems to have picked they've got two dates I'm pretty sure they release a movie April, May, sometime in November. That's that's generally when they release their movies. And uh, it's, you know, Star Wars, I think they I think they just stick to December. Um, but, but where this becomes interesting is that now you have this studio that is making the massive amounts of money off these movies, which, fair dues, they're doing good. But where's the room then for when you want to try something interesting and new? 
Where'd you put it in? And that's not to mention, of course, the 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 Lion Kings and the Aladdins that are coming out in the future. Um, we're doing which, the Lion again, King again. Yeah, again, it's, it's <laughs> a thing of like we're twenty years on and we're seeing it again, but with CGI. Um, yeah. Which uh, and don't get me wrong, actually, I did watch Beauty and the Beast. Um, it was it was okay. Much like the original Beauty and the Beast, but like the Beauty and the Beast, is slightly different because I mean that that's a fairy tale, right? Fairy tales but, are going to be but redone this a lot. Does speak back to your your point on the lack of original thought? Totally, yeah. yeah I mean, none. this is a standing point of Disney that like. And bear in mind, if you let's have just any... let's just think of three. Let's just think of three acquisitions that Disney have made, right? That were all they took very original people. George Lucas. Yeah. As much as his work might have tied back to earlier things, the idea of like ninjas in space was interesting and different for the seventies, oh, right? Between between himself, his wife, and uh, well, I suppose really Alec Guinness to some degree, they really managed to get that whole thing together. They got it working, yeah. right? They they really did. That was one franchise they bought. Very unique thinkers behind it way back when. Um, the Muppets. Jim Henson, yeah. one of the most visionary people of the 20th century, I think. I would generally think so. I, I would put it to you this way. How much other puppet-based uh, primetime television yeah. have you seen since? But also, it just had a, it had a certain cultural cachet because there was the educational elements and all that kind of stuff. So they bought his stuff, and then they bought Pixar. Yeah. So you have three, all kind of going from the 70s onwards, which they have bought, put into their sort of process... And so they had a couple of years there where they've tried to do some new original things. I think Rogue One was a great idea, actually. Well, we, we already had an episode on well, it, but yeah, that's but we, one where I'm kind of like, that was actually original. They were like, how do we fix the plot hole? And they wrote a whole script around yeah, it, and but, that's fine. But it, it, it's original in the sense of, like, it's not basing it off the first three movies, but it's not an original... No, like, no, no. I mean, I, I assume... I don't know. Again, not a massive Star Wars fan, but I assume if you pick up some comic books from the nineteen eighties, they probably had some similar people trying to go. How the hell do we explain this dumb plot hole? I'm sure. Yeah, no, I'm sure it comes from some <laughs> yeah. book somewhere as well. Yeah, but the that is their sort of method: buy things, add them into themselves, and then sort of see if they can keep the show on the road as long as those creative people are still alive and working for them. See, he's Jim Henson died in 1990. Yeah. His son kept a certain amount of the show on the road. The kids are gone now. Yeah. So the so the Muppets have just the last couple of Muppet movies have been bloody awful, because they just become this sort of weird derivative stuff, and they don't have both the wit and the barbs of Jim Henson. Jim Henson was pretty sharp in yeah. his social criticism, and that's missing. Um, Lucas is gone from the Star Wars stuff. I would say the next couple of trilogies they're going to make will probably end up Disneyfied and not so great. Pixar, Lasseter's gone, a whole bunch of those other guys are either older or retiring, and then you're going to have a complete change inside that cultural moment. And I don't know who the new people are because I don't know where the new people can start. Well, that's the problem. No, I, 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 we'll get back to that, but on the thing, there's an interesting thing to note there. Disney buys things as their cultural stock declines. Yes. Right? So, Star Wars, when it was bought, its cultural stock couldn't be lower. Yes. Um, the, the prequels, it hit their absolute height of people ripping them apart. Yes. The only... Some of the best, some of the finest, actually. That was probably the finest use of YouTube. Yeah. When I first came <laughs> off to YouTube, was people tearing apart the prequels. It was the best and sole use of YouTube that I could ever advocate. But 
you know, the only product that they had going that of like major significance was a CGI cartoon that actually had some pretty good quality in its later seasons. And action figures. Yeah, and uh, action figures. Yeah, I yeah, guess. action but, figures. I mean, did but they, they ever stop making those? But like, as in, that's yeah. money. Like, but so they grabbed it while it was, you know, it, it was gone. It was dying. It, they had someone had to grab it. and They were going to grab it. So then, you know, you have the Muppets, which again. It was falling apart, declining. They they grabbed it and they put something together with it, and now they have it wholesale. And maybe, see, here's the thing. Nah, I'll, I'll finish my thing off. And Pixar again, they bought it when Pixar's cultural capital was just beginning to wane. I mean, they really they saw the smallest opening and they were in there like a shot. Yep. Because obviously Lasseter had a history with Disney, and I assume. There was a bit of an ego thing of like, we'll let you be in charge. Yeah, you know? and, he, and he was in charge. But here's the thing. With all of this stuff, they're not, as you said, they're not creating anything new, but they are keeping it going in the same ways that like, think about how long they've kept some of their Disney stuff just still having that cultural impact, despite none of it being truly original, because Disney does one thing exceptionally well. They take something everyone knows, and make it acceptable and ex- to everyone. Like it's kind of funny to think about that. I actually have a theory on what they're going to be doing with these Star Wars movies and this trilogy in particular. The new one. The new one. Not the one we're in right now. It was in the no, future. No, one. the one we're in right now. Oh, actually, I think this right is the foundations of it. They're going to try basically break all the things that make Star Wars like like the standard Star Wars. They're going to get rid of the Skywalker family line. In its entirety, I assume to some degree, they're going to try remove the Empire versus Republic thing that's back and forth. I mean, it was the trade confederation before, but it was still the basic same thing. Because I think they're going to go, we need a bigger playground to make more movies in. You know? And that would be like, because that gives them the most longevity for their money. Um, but on the creative people thing, you're, you're not wrong. Because there is a significant problem of, right, I'm going to take Christopher Nolan as an example, actually. Right, so Christopher Nolan does, like, Memento. Weird, interesting movie that, you know, I can't, no major studio was going to give him more than a couple of million for to make that. I think he made it for a very small amount of money. You know, um, made a huge, you know, box office thing. He got his deal. He got his Batman. He is now, like... He did Insomnia in, in the interim between. He those, did. He did. Which was uh, a remake of a really good Norwegian movie. I think. I think that was one of those. That was a tester. Th- yeah, that's that's that sort of tester. Like twenty five million. Let's see. We're going to give you a decent budget. Let's see yeah. if you don't blow it. Yeah. And then we give you the. Then we give you the real money. Yeah. And then you know he's pretty much able to do not entirely what he wants, but mostly what he wants, right? But the problem with the Disney system is that you were going to be too busy. When is Rian Johnson going to actually find time to do interesting movies? Like Brick or Looper. Between the next, like, three Star Wars. That's, that's... Uh, yeah, that's a problem. Six, seven, eight years. And I don't think they're going to let Rian do any writing. That's, see, that's, that's the interesting question. Because Rian's quite a talented writer. I mean, I'd love to see him write something. Well, that's the interesting thing I wonder about um, the, the Disney and its modern incarnation, is that... Are they even going to be able to have that same control? Uh, if we go back to the 1940s and the old studio system, those guys had as much control as they wanted. 
Jack <laughs> Warner literally ran the place when he ran Warner Brothers with an iron fist. Mm. He decided. He didn't give a damn what the talent wanted. That's the other thing. From a labor perspective, right? Think about the amount of people that are all going to get a paycheck from some subsidiary company of Disney yeah. now if this merger happens. If you are in labor disputes with oh, Disney shit. and it's Disney, unions are just going to be screwed because that's what the old studio system was all about, breaking unions. How yeah. do you form a union now? Like, Because it's not like you can go and work for somebody else. Yeah. If they control this much... Well, it's also the thing of, um, <laughs> right, this always happens with movies, right? People always go, well, you know, the big actors and directors, they can pull and go, yeah, it's not the big actors and directors. Think about animators. Right? If you, think you know. About, think about, like, anybody who works below grips. the line. Key grips, <laughs> audio guys, uh, production management, production assistants, um, script supervisors. Yeah. All of the below the line work. A lot of it done by women, by the way. So, the, the you know, it's, this is the... If you break the unions, then their quality of life deteriorates. I don't know what Disney's union views are, but I would assume that they oh, are... they're not good. I would assume they're the same as the rest of corporate America. Yeah. Shitty. And the thing is, you've got a Supreme Court now that seems to think the unions are some sort of satanic fucking cult because they've got a whole bunch of old white Republicans on it. The one saving grace for this merger is it was Republicans on the old Supreme Court in the 40s that helped break up the old studio system because they didn't like it. Now, they didn't like it probably because they didn't like the cultural content or whatever, yeah. but they did smash it. And there's a good chance the Supreme Court might come in and smash it again because as much as Supreme Court justices live on their own little planet and are kind of insulated from the world, they do have grandchildren. Yeah. And just on a practical basis, if you go to the cinema and everything in the cinema lot is made by one studio... You don't have to be that, like a rocket scientist. Go. This is a little but that, weird. See, that's the the, the 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 crazy thing, though, is that when you have this many subsidiaries, it's real easy to hide that you're behind the strings all the time. Like if you're just taking the Marvel movies example, I know you don't go to them. Yeah, I'm pretty sure there's a Disney logo in there, but the logo that will always come to my mind is they got a big, huge Marvel logo. The big like that's the one that I will think of when I think of the Marvel movies and with Star Wars, like. Of course, it doesn't open with the Disney logo, does it? It opens with the the opening crawl. Yeah, you know? but the thing is, like, even if... Well, that actually brings up another problem for Disney. So if they actually own them as subsidiaries, then they have less control. So yes. Disney don't win either way. So either they want loads of control over all their subsidiaries, and therefore the subsidiaries are just paper mache mm. to make it look like small companies... Or they actually don't have a huge amount of control because of the legal firewalls. Either See, way, they have to get that square. I think I think they have an interesting setup, though, where I think, as far as I can tell what Disney has done, is they've more made all their subsidiaries into Reliant. Right? So I'm going to take ABC as a quick example, right? ABC, um, one of their probably most successful shows of the past while, um, actually, you know, well, I'll stick with just the one. Once upon a time, right? Pretty much just taking the old Disney princesses, yeah. making and you know, I quite like the first season it was a good show, right? Great music, actually. Yeah. Really good music. Here's the thing. That is probably ABC's most successful ongoing show. Yeah. And I assume they're gonna end up with more of that variety. 
and as a subsidiary, are you really going to smack it to Papa Disney like that? Are you really going to rebel against the House of Mouse when this is your cash cow? Mm. Similarly, one of their other, again, not a very successful show, but one popular enough, S.H.I.E.L.D. It's a Marvel property. Now, I know there's a lot of insulation on these things, but you and I both know that that insulation, especially in the entertainment industry, doesn't quite work the same as it it's like all a lot of protections put in place. They work great for most corporations, but once you go into entertainment, they start breaking down quite rapidly. Here's the other thing that also occurs to me on the labor side of it. So if you, just leaving aside the technical people for now, but go back to the creative side, right? So new directors, new actors, new writers, new cinematographers, new composers, the sort of, that sort of end of it. Where are they going to get training now? Oh, I'm assuming they're going to come out of the animation schools, no, oh, no. the so, film schools. So, and... so they're going to have to come out of film school. So think yeah. about it practically. You do a four-year, three-year film degree, yeah. or even if you do the one-year thing in Prague, which is brilliant, then you want to work in film. How do you work your way up? Because if everything's owned by Disney, it's all going to be these 50 to $100 million well, dollar jobs. Taken, I'm and not... how do you worm your way up that? You I'm don't. actually I'm going to take a weird example here of what their their future system might be. Uh, I'm not going to try butcher the poor man's name, director of the new Thor movies and where the Wilder people go. Know. Right, he's a New Zealand director. It's somewhere around the lines of Takiti Wahiti or so. I I I know I'm not saying it right. Jack is apologizing yeah. for the mangling but of the man's name. Regardless. He made his little indie movies in New Zealand. Yeah. They snatched him up for a massive yeah. thing there. And I assume this is because, I'm very curious, I haven't looked properly, but I presume the producers are holding a lot of... You, you remember the directors like in the 90s and early 2000s had a lot more producer capacity they did, than yeah. traditionally? I reckon it's reverted a bit more where the director, like, you do all the little creative camera nice stuff, you have fun there, I got tight rein on the money, on the, you know, who's yeah. in charge. But, but... He did seem to bring a lot of small-time actors and to uh, the movie, and I presume also crew. Now, I'd be interested to find out how many, and I assume that's what they're going to be doing from now on. They're going to keep the eye out for a young, independent guy who's made his movies, hitting about 30, and at that, at that age, if you were hitting about 30, and Disney comes to you and goes, here, we got a truck of money. You got kids, family? You want some money? Yeah, Come I mean, move. I mean, there is there is two problems with that. The first one is New Zealand is uh, a country that gives state funding for films. Yes, so that, that that's a huge problem. You can't have a situation where the state is trying to subsidize internal domestic films by domestic people about domestic things and losing them constantly to, right to massive us. companies. The second yeah. one is that that is much more of a boys club. Huge problem in the creative industry. True. Not enough female directors. Do you really think that Disney are going to give a sh- are going to have a fifty fifty policy? If it makes some money, if <laughs> yeah, if maybe maybe if it made the money, but I don't I don't see yeah. that happening. But but see, I imagine that's going to be their system regardless. Yeah. Um, but but that's that's why I think that this merger mightn't work because not only does it have to go through American systems, I don't know how the hell that's going to work in the European system. I mean, is there much Europe can actually do about? It? Like, let's be fair, Jack. Is there really much they can do to, to have a say about like Disney? What are they going to do? Well, Disney would have assets here. Sure, but I mean, all I have to assume all that copyright is held in America, and that's 
the back on a Disney. Assume so unless Disney have been using a sort of Irish Dutch tax not, not, deal. Are you really gonna with no, the American so. copyright laws? No. Are you gonna go? Yeah, no, I'll opt for the European ones where it will lapse. Yeah. No, I'm going yeah. with the American one where so long as I crap out a movie every 15 years, I own it in perpetuity. Yeah, DCMA. You know. Yeah, which is a terrible, terrible law. Um, which actually, just as a small aside, before we forget, you will never ever own your childhood. You want to if you either if you want to show your kids stuff from your childhood, you're gonna either have to pirate, or you're gonna have to buy Disney, because they now Simpsons, Futurama. Like, I really cannot stress the amount of stuff they own now. It is. But do you think we're now gonna have a cultural dark age, where basically we will have interesting independent stuff that you will only know about if you know a guy who knows a guy who knows a guy. And then the rest of it will be bland, vanilla, hot dog crap from from Disney. See, here, here's where I kind of see this is be this is this is a problem that I don't think are, I think people are looking in the wrong direction for who to blame. I blame Disney. I, I know no, exactly no, who I to blame. <laughs> see, here's my thing. Before the blockbuster, you had a fairly wide spattering of success. I mean. That was you, what the whole idea really, of a sleeper used yeah, to come well, up. You really have to look at things like The Exorcist and go, like, this was a major movie when it came out, and you're going, nothing like The Exorcist could possibly yeah. make it out today. I know there are one or two... Like, nothing like Star Wars could happen today. Yeah. I know there are a couple of, like, surprise ones, but even then, they're relatively quiet, even in their success. They get a lot of attention and a lot of acclaim, but they never manage to break the, the, the cultural skin, as it were. And I see this as a, a problem that it's too... It's not that it's too expensive to go to the cinema. I actually blame it on a couple of small things that might, are going to sound stupid, but you'll get where I'm coming from. Movies nowadays are often way too long, and I, I find it difficult... Right, I go in with my Coke, my popcorn. I find it difficult to be enjoying my Coke, my popcorn, when I'm going like, am I going to have to pee 20 minutes before the end of the movie? Like, I always think of... You remember the third Lord of the Rings? Yep. Right, I don't think there was a single theater where there wasn't like half the audience that's holding their crotch going, "Please, goddamn, can we get to the end? I'll be needing to pee for about an hour." Yeah, it was it was a ridiculously was long ending. Yeah, but the intermission is a thing that is a godsend that's lost because we got it as many fucking showings as possible. It's too expensive to get. I look, I'm I'm buying popcorn, right? I'm looking at it. I'm going right. Okay, I know that this has been sitting here a while. But that's okay. But it's still costing me about five bucks, right? Um, I'm looking at the, the, the Coca-Cola, right? I'm seeing it going like, syrup, water, syrup, water, syrup, water, shit ton of ice, right? Mm. So realistically, like, if I'm going to the cinema, even at a, like, not great time, I like going to the cinema in the mornings or in the middle of the week when there's no one there, I'm still paying about, you know, 22 bucks. Yeah. Right? So... Now there's one there is one cinema I go to where I don't have to pay that because they don't bother checking bags, so I always go to that cinema. But here's Does your thing. cinema check your bag? Oh god, there's some cinemas where if you come in with a bag, they put it in a cloakroom. What about your coat? Well fortunately I got deep pockets and they don't sure. need to know about that. Yeah, I, I do that too. <laughs> I always just put stuff in my coat. But god, it, but it's the thing bag. of like, doesn't that make you feel weird as an adult of like I'm going in to pay for a movie? But like if I want to get a drink 
Or if I want to have some snack, I gotta buy it in your place at a massive market. And I understand that it's expensive to run these places. I also just don't like the fact that there's always people on their cell phone and people shouting. Yeah, but but here's the thing: the problem is, is that that expense um, factor means that the blockbuster is really the only viable thing. You see this time, like I don't know about it in America. I only know about Ireland, right? Mm. But outside of a couple of weird movies, where obviously either they had. You know, a block free, and they went, oh, fuck it, let's chuck this movie in there. Or, for whatever reason, the guy running the cinema was going, I really like this movie no one has ever heard of, so we're putting that in there. And, like, I love going to those ones because you'll be the only person in the theater half the time, and it's great. Yep. Um, like me and my brother going to see Lincoln. It was yeah. literally us. But, because, yeah, it's a thing of, I have to assume, though, that might have been a studio thing, where you're going, you got to put this movie on, it's doing great in America. And you're going, not having the same resonation <laughs> over in Ireland, to be yeah. honest. Yeah, yeah, not know? working here. But, with that, with that cost, you need to be getting a lot of people in. So you need to be getting a movie that appeals to as many people as possible. So you don't even get the blockbuster that you used to get in the 80s. Yeah, the, because no, because most of their money comes from non-American viewers. Yeah. Which means that everything has to be dumbed down and simplified because the people watching it, their first language is in English. The more, more, and also, more importantly, their cultural touchstones are not American. They are TV. They are broadcast America. That sort of Californian crap that's just beamed out into the universe. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I will always point out to people, there have been a couple of times I've been watching uh, American stuff that's made for an American audience. It's actually particularly happens with stuff that's aimed at an African-American audience because they know that that's not getting yeah. huge ground elsewhere. Yeah. And I'll be watching it. They'll be having a conversation for seven minutes. They'll be going, I have no idea. There's a sport involved. Maybe it has an oval or a bat or both. I don't know, but, you know. Yeah. You don't the have the cultural. doesn't hit. Yeah, exactly. Um, but that's the problem, is that, like, at those costs, you need to be making the, the blockbuster that appeals to everyone. And if you're a cinema owner and you're looking like, right, so you need to have Star Wars in. I mean, you got to have the Marvel movies in. And you gotta get those kiddie movies. I mean, you gotta get the kid movies in. You make so much money off the kid movies because those kids it's gotta have their snacks. That's you daycare. Know? That's all yeah. it is. You you gotta have those little romantic ones in. You know, couples. Yeah. Um, and it's a thing if you just do very slowly see the thing of you know, even when there's some blockbusters that do come out of the norm, there's not that many. And even then, like I was I was actually just watching Dunkirk last night and. Yeah, a lot of the film heads I know love that movie. Most of the people I know didn't go see it. I mean, a lot of people are going, I don't want to go see a movie that's going to stress me out for two hours. Which, yeah, yeah I mean, which is fair enough. Pay, to be fair, I didn't go to the cinema. I know people go, oh, you got to see it in IMAX. I don't want to pay 22 bucks to be stressed out. No, right? no, 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 no. And I, I, I'm complicit in this system. I go to see these big movies because I'm paying 22 bucks. I want to see a so, spectacle. So you're saying basically, okay, so to sum up, I, I agree with most of what you just said there, but to sum it all up, basically you're saying is that the reason that we are in a cultural decline yeah. in terms of the content we're watching is because people don't want to go to the cinema because of all these nuisances. But obviously, that's a chicken and egg thing. Obviously, at some point, audiences of, no, no. in large numbers decided we're not going anymore. No, they, they don't want to take the risk. Ah. You don't want to take 22 bucks risk. No, no, I get that's, that. No, no. That's pretty much what I fundamentally get at. That's true. That's and true. especially if you're looking at, like, a family or a couple. I mean, for... Look, does the, that mean that our tastes have become... And this is a generalization, but does it does, does that indicate that our, te our tastes have become inherently conservative? 
like I, super white bread conservative like because that's what it sounds like this is like a I don't fundamentalist think, no, no. shit right I don't here. think it's it, it, you're, even going into politics I think is muddy no no political. I know but when I mean like conservative liberal or anything like that I think it's just it's making it as acceptable to all like if you think about it it's the difference between you know the 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 grim uh, the brothers grim fairy tales yeah right it's the difference between the old versions of that <laughs> Yeah, and which the are new very versions. violent. Yeah, right. The, the old versions would definitely appeal to a certain kind of person. Yes. the new ones <laughs> appeal to everyone. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> um, to put look to use an example. There was that movie that came out that was like the true story of um, no American Sniper is like super conservative, where he's like killing sure, people sure. randomly. That did not do well anywhere outside of America. That's like, true. Watching That's it true. from over here, I know you go back home to America, <laughs> but I didn't again, watch it. No. But like I was sitting here from Maryland watching, like you know all the news articles and all the comedy stuff and has gone, I have no idea what any of you guys are talking about, but whatever it is, it's a big deal. Yeah. But here's the thing. It's more the issue of... Right, take a, take an example of a movie, right? Mouth of Madness, John Car- Carpenter. Um, weird damn movie. Jack, there's like a, maybe 10 people listening who know what that is. Yeah, Mal, there'll be more. But uh, here's the thing. I would go to see to the cinema to see that. If a movie similar to it came out today, I'd go to the cinema to see it. Yes, you would. I'm not going to be able to get anyone else to go see it. Well, isn't that... No, no, I agree. Disagree. Isn't that the whole point of the internet? Was that it was supposed to link networks of people who had very obscure views together hmm. on forums. That's what forums were for. They weren't yep. there to fucking threaten people. They were there to get people with weird ideas together culturally to say, hey, I want to see this movie. If we all come together, we can get a screening in hmm. our town or in a town nearby. And that's actually how they did. There was a film that was done that way where they had little groups kind of going out and well, that, harassing well, that people. worked that way for us back 10 years ago. Yeah, if you want to get people to see things. But well, like, to find old stuff that you couldn't find anymore. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's a great way to do it. But at the same point, that's the essence of what the internet was all about. It does. Is that not happening? I, how can it? I mean, think about it. Like we're talking about how Disney is buying Hulu to probably yeah. crush out there's, Netflix. There's, there's no more. This isn't. Like I have been thinking about it a lot, but it is that thing. Of, like the internet as it was, where like there was a lot of weird, interesting content. I notice less and less of that content now. Do you think that that's okay? So the, obviously, obviously that ties into the whole net neutrality thing, and and the other bigger yeah. problem in America, which is that they don't have enough. There's not enough people building networks, yeah. which means that only a couple of country, a couple of companies have countrywide systems. Which, to be honest, if Google and Apple are so pissed off about net neutrality, build your own network. You have the money. Yeah. Make them compete with you. That's the only but, way I can think about it. But does that does that mean that those of us living in the European Union, are we going to be like the little island away from that going, well, we still allow people to do stuff because we, we put so much state money into culture? Well, yeah, but we got our own problems. Obviously, we have our own problems. But we certainly could be. Um, but I see it more I mean, as... It's not, I, it's not surprising that a lot of the top directors and talent over there right now are European, is well, it? Uh, here's the thing. I'll put it to you this way. The problem is I see it like for the internet perspective, because that's what I know about, is that if you can cast your mind back 10 years, right, and you use the internet frequently, you remember there used to be all these interesting little forums for the most obscure yes. stuff? And they're still out there, right? Yes. 
But here's the thing. When you have social media, there's a reason that people stop seeing this stuff so much, so often. Because with social media, you look up motorcycle, you know, you're probably going to look up in your social media or find the Facebook group. And here's the thing. That stuff will, again, always trend towards, people always trend towards talking about what most people know about. The middle. Yeah. So if you're, you know, if you're any, any large group, if you're in a group of three, you might talk about that 1970s French Wave movie that you all know about. If you're in a group of ten, you guys are talking about the newest Star Wars movie. Because that's what everyone can touch on. Um, and the problem with the internet... So isn't it about getting away from social media and back to the old forums, then? I, personally, I'd argue yes. I would agree with you. That's um, why I'm saying it. I, I would argue yes. Because, I mean, if you look at uh, you know any of the, the big social media... Like, Reddit is a fantastic example. I love Reddit's example of this... You know, oh, we're going to change the world. Nope, you're just going to be a talking point for everything everyone in the real world is talking about, but in a more extreme, stupid manner. Like, their, their movies board is like, what are we talking about? Are we talking about anything interesting? No, we're talking about Star Wars. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But that's the thing, is that because everyone started using it. Once everyone starts using something, it will always trend to the middle. This is why, like, this, you know, you know the type of forum I'm talking about where, like, where you're talking about an obscure, like, you know, soundtrack, and you know those forums are like, hang on, you talked about uh, you talked about something that was completely unrelated. I don't remember any soundtrack using, like, Franz Ferdinand's whatever. Your band's never coming back here. You're supposed to stay on topic. Yeah. For I, orchestral I liked, soundtracks only. I liked all those forums because they, yeah. were, because they were a bit authoritarian about what they wanted to do. But, I mean, the whole point was you're on it to talk about one specific thing. Yeah. Nobody gave it, like, and the same with food or gardening or whatever the hell it is. That's why moderators came about, was to get rid of all this crap that comes into life that has nothing to do with what your hobbies are. Nobody cares if you're a Republican, if you're trying to find a, the right backhoe for your garden. Yeah. And nobody should give a damn. But here's the thing. Again, but if you're on Facebook, it immediately becomes, oh, is it the red just, backhoe or the blue backhoe? You it's just need crap. one guy to derail the whole thing, and so you yeah. need bland, well, acceptable to everyone yeah, we just stuff. need to, No, but basically there needs to be a movement of some sort to push back on the proliferation of Facebook, which is basically like having the CIA but private in your house. You know I'm what I mean? Like, that's what that is. And then Twitter, which is just like, Twitter is, do you remember, did you ever have a guy like this? The kind of guy, it was always one idiot every summer in Sligo Town who got a loudspeaker. Yeah. And would drive around in a Nissan Micra yeah. shouting things out the window. That's Twitter. It's an asshole with a Nissan Micra and a fucking thing, one of those loudspeakers going, rah, 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 rah. that's what it is. But, but like, if we can get rid of the CIA in our house and the arsehole with the Nissan Micra, I think we'll do a this, lot better. But this is the thing. One thing I'll notice about all of these social media sites is that they give you rewards for having been liked or retweeted. And here's the thing. That means that people want to take part in the major discussions. It means everyone talks about the same crap. Um... This is, probably this, what, means, this is probably no. why our listeners hasn't been <laughs> yeah. as big as we'd like them to be. But what this means in terms of politics is that people in Ireland talk about American politics and think about Amer Irish politics in an American way. And what this means for movies is that you get a movie that some guy in China could like, some guy in Africa could like, and some guy in fucking, uh, I don't know, Romania could like. Because you just have to appeal to everyone. 
Yeah. Um, and pushing everybody's expectations down into the middle. Yeah, and the the problem inevitably with this the the social media like sites. I don't know much about many of the others, but Reddit is a great example. I assume from what I know, Tumblr is somewhat similar. No, I don't but know much about Tumblr. It's the thing of like if you want attention, you got to talk about the stuff everyone's talking about, and it's all understandable. A lot of these people are trying to make money. I mean, if you're a draw artist, like you're going to draw, you know, fan art of again something like uh, what that what's that Lord Buckethead movie from the eighties. No Galactic idea. Overlords or something. But anyway, no you're going to draw fan art of that like now, or are you going to draw fan art of Star Wars? You're going to draw fan art of Star Wars because that will get you commissions. Yeah, of and course. And it's, it's all pur- purely understandable business. It's just, it isn't what the internet used to be like. No. Um, and with this Hulu deal, like, <sighs> that's, 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 that, that will be, that blandness will set in for a long time to come. Yeah, the that's one, my view. Yeah, I mean, I think you're dead right. I think we're we're going to enter a deep period of darkness, and I think anyone listening no, to this no, should no, be da- aware. Da- da- darkness, <laughs> darkness makes it sound like we're going to get the '80s where there was gore and stuff. We're going to enter into a long, long age of off-white. No, but that, that's no, but that, <laughs> no, that for me know, is dark. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I, no, yeah, you're right. It's like looking at a beige wall. Yeah. That's what it will be. It'll be fifty years of that. But the great thing is that e- every time that there has been that sort of Orwellian beige crap. There is always a pushback. The worry is that it could just be harder this time because the technology is so pervasive. Yeah, I mean, I think we've covered a lot of interesting stuff, but as a, as a minor last thing, actually, one thing that should have people just a little worried about Disney having that much control, because especially if they were to make one or two more small even mergers, they will be looking at 50% of the market as a whole. Here's the thing. I hope to God I never make some young adult book that someone wants to option and Disney's up for fucking grabs because after this, they're definitely not buying my stuff. No, no, they're <laughs> definitely not. Unless unless they don't know. I mean, unless they don't know how to check podcasts, which they might. Yeah. Anyway, on that note, um, that's it for me, Jack Kavanagh. And me, Jack Irwin. You can uh, follow us on Facebook, even though we've just announced it. And on Twitter, we've announced that too. You can give us a like (laughs) on iTunes and a rating. And actually, if you give us a like or a rating, it'll help other people find us. Because unfortunately, we're fighting the algorithm. 